Blog Talk Radio.
Okay, folks, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, uh, Seth, and um, hope, hopefully everybody's doing great tonight. And I like that song, Ain't We Funky Now? And folks, all that means is, ain't we cool now? Ain't we accepted now? Ain't we jamming now? Ain't we doing our thing now? That's all that means. Some of you church folks is wondering, have Seth lost his mind? Ain't we funky now? But anyway, how's everybody doing? Welcome to, like I said, to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. And uh, tonight we have a, 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 a lot coming at you. And we're going to move a little, maybe a little fast tonight because we want to fit in a lot of things tonight. How's the family doing? How is the family doing? Hopefully everybody is doing really well. And I mean that. I don't just say that I mean that. Uh, hopefully uh, everybody got the promo. But if you didn't, I want to go ahead and do something I haven't done before. I normally do this on my other blogs when I, with five smooth songs. But I'll go ahead and do it now. And that is read the show description. So you'll know exactly what's coming your way. So earlier I typed this for the show's description, the Douglas Kennedy Family Friends Network. I said, good evening. Tonight's show is dedicated to Miss Ernestine Rosenborough as we acknowledge her homegoing. Then I I went on further to type, family, Darlene Douglas, Caress McVeigh, Calvin Spann, Don Jr. and myself welcome you to an exciting, informative show. Being Black History Month, we will attempt to tell the black history, which is really our planet's history. That's the truth. I went on to talk earlier. More importantly, we'll tell a fraction of, a, of great things done to the Douglas Kennedy family tonight. That's right, we're going to tell our history tonight, folks. Also, we will spotlight a history maker, a history maker of herself, and that is Philip and Azalee's daughter. Robert Slaughter, Robbie Slaughter. I should say Reverend Robbie Slaughter. Lastly, Robbie Nelson updates the family on weekend activities with funeral arrangements. This and more coming your way tonight. I'm going to start doing it every single show. Read the show description where I won't miss out anything. So as I mentioned, Darlene, Caress, Calvin Stan, Don Jr., and myself is going to be joining in. I think we have on the line... Let me go over to this phone line because I think we have some guests already in the house. So let's do this. Eric code eight one seven six two five. Go ahead, you on the air. Who am I speaking with? Hello. This is Donald. Hello, hello. How are you yes, tonight? How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Bless. How are you doing? Well, amen, Bless. amen. Now, Don, I got somebody else on. I think this may be correct. Hold on a second. Uh, 817-378 Go ahead uh, Who am I speaking with? Hey, hey that's me too Okay, so that's that's, that's uh, Ain't Robbie on the other line? Yes, yes sir, sir. Okay, keep which line, line are you? You hear that? Echo? I'm, I'm the same room Okay, you must be in the same room You can't do that we hear echo. Y'all don't know if y'all hear, but we all echoing. Are you echoing? So just try to move a little distance from each other. You don't have to maybe leave the room. So say something else, Don. Let's see if it echoes. Don, hey, say uh, anything. Just see if it echoes. Say it again. Talk. Can you hear me now? 
No echo. So whatever y'all just did, that's great. So no what echo? I'm do is since I, no echo. No echo. Great. Great. Good. So good. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna close down her line because we're gonna we're gonna we'll bring in Robbie on a little later on. So eight one seven three seven eight. I'm gonna mute that one and leave your line open since you're the co-host. Since you're a co-host, okay? All right, sir. All right. So we'll bring on that's Don Jr. and Ain't Robbie, both of them in the house. That's great. And Ain't Robbie is gonna be the featured uh, spotlight tonight. All spotlights tonight is gonna be on her. I should say the spotlight tonight is gonna be on her. You know, we have the spotlight on the elder. Well, Ain't Robbie or Robbie Slaughter, as many of you know about, will be featured tonight. So that's coming up a little later. In the meantime, I got Don Jr. in the line. Don, go ahead and say hi to the family while I see who else is on here. Okay, hold on. I can't hear you. You just you did something different. Dom, you sound far away from the phone. I'm serious. But while you're working there, let me go ahead and open the line. I think we got Kevin on the line. Right, hold on one second. I think we got Kevin. Okay, Eric code 248514. Is this Kevin Spann? Yes, sir. How's it going, family? Oh, doing great, doing great, Kevin. Uh, good to good. Thank you for stopping by and co-hosting tonight. I know that we put out the invitation, but uh, it's not like you're obligated or anything. So we always appreciate family for taking up, um, taking us up on the offer. All right, but we really appreciate you uh, stopping by tonight and honoring um, uh, in this dedication. I should call it a dedication memorial. Um, to the one is the one and only uh, Miss Ernestine Rosenborough. Um But before I get to talking and get all out of whack here, let me uh, go to see if correct. If you're on the line, go ahead and press one, Darlene. If you're on the line, press one, Darlene. Switch phone numbers on me, so I don't know whose phone number is. Okay, here we go. Well, I don't think I see Miss Darlene. Darlene, if you're on the line, press one. Correct if you're on the line. But anyway, family, like I was saying, we got a lot coming at you tonight. We're going to be, uh, we dedicate this particular episode to, uh, like I said, a family member that has passed over the weekend, Ernestine Rosenborough, uh, on the Dugan side of the family. Many of you knew her. Many of you on the line uh, know her. In a little bit, we're going to be uh, open up the phone lines if you want to have words about her. Uh, Robbie is going to be coming online, her daughter, her oldest daughter, too. Uh, share some thoughts with the family and to thank the family for, for various things um, with regards to the funeral. She's going to be also updating us on details with regards to the funeral. So Robbie Nelson will be on a little later on, probably around 8.30ish, somewhere around there. Um, after Robbie uh, uh, have words to the family, like I said, well, if any of you family members want to uh, just say anything to Robbie about her mom, uh, you, you're more than welcome to do so. By pressing one on your phone line, we're going to ask that you tonight kind of keep your comments till about three minutes if possible. If you just can't hold yourself, I understand. Do your thing. It's okay. It's not a big deal. But we're trying to. We're trying to. Uh, we want to try to get out of here in, in about two hours. I know we keep saying it every single week, but it's really hard. <laughs> Is your, do you think we'll do it tonight, Kevin? Uh, Don, we can try. Either y'all think we? <laughs> yeah. Don, you you there? You get your you get that phone worked out. I'm still here. You far away, Kevin? He sound far away to you, Kevin. 
Yeah, he sounds like he he's in a tunnel. You sound like you're in a tunnel, as Calvin say. So, Don, whatever you did to get close to the phone, do that. Maybe uh, ain't Robbie have to be in another room, and y'all kind of can see each other but not be close to each other. You may have to do it like that. But anyway, family, uh, I just want to thank everybody again for another episode of Blog Talk Radio. Caress is going to be joining us. The darling Doug is going to be joining us. And uh, we're going to be talking to, like I said, Robbie, after which we'll go to the phone lines if any of you want to make any comments or any, have anything to say to the family. After that, we'll take a short little break, and then we'll um, go ahead with the interview of the one and only Reverend Robbie Slaughter. After Aunt Robbie, I know as Aunt Robbie, after we interview her, and uh, Don is going to do the interview tonight, so your cousin Seth is going to sit back and chill out with Calvin and uh, Darlene and Caress. That'll be a, a, a new thing for me. And Donna Jr. is going to take over and interview his mom. That'll be very unique in and of itself. After their interview, um, then we're going to, and we're hoping some, probably somewhere around 30 minutes at the most, probably with that, because I know Aunt Robbie has to go to sleep early. She's an early bird. So that shouldn't take that long. After that, we're going to revisit black history. And uh, I think Kevin has a presentation. I think Don has a presentation. And all of the co-hosts will be contributing, but I think they have a little bit more information. Yes, last week I want to apologize to anybody that was really listening to Calvin. Uh, Calvin Spann was on the line tonight, um, Dorothy Spann's son. I'm sure uh, he probably get tired of saying that, but everybody should know who he is by now. But I listened to the show last week, and I did not know there was that much noise on the show. So I invited Kevin to come back on, folks. That's why he's going to be doing the same thing again. I invited him because I couldn't hear hardly any. I mean, I could hear what he said last week, but it was very, very noisy, and I just don't think that's cool. So I just invited him to come back on and uh, do his thing one more time. And so Kevin is here with us tonight, and he is going to be talking about um, the history on the Addy side of the family. I know you all enjoyed that last week, but uh, – I just it, my new mic is the problem, so I dumped the new mic and I'm back to my old mic and hopefully y'all can hear me a lot better tonight. So we're gonna get this show started right, and uh, I'm gonna make sure our other host is not in in the house. Darlene, if you're there, I think this is okay. Here we go. Who is this? Eric Code six eight two five six zero. Go ahead. Who am I speaking with? Hey. I'm upset that you don't know there's number, Uncle Seth, but this is Caress. Hey, Miss Caress. Hey. Well, say hello to the family, and I'm sorry I don't know your number, but there's so many numbers on this phone board. You you would understand one day when I show you, but say hello to your family. Don't hold it against you. I won't. I'm just messing with you. Hey, family. And let me know y'all if that music is a little too loud. I just got to have a little something playing in the background. Well, Koresh, did you, uh, Calvin, or you, or uh, Don Jr., either three of y'all, did y'all know Einstein? Um, no. No. And she. And what about you, Don Jr.? Don Jr.? Don going to have to get his phone together. I don't know what's going on with his phone line. Don, we can't hear you at all now. But anyway, yeah, Ernestine is on the Dugan side of the family, and uh, 
she is Robbie's mom, and I'm sure y'all remember Robbie calling from time to time, commenting from time to time. Uh, but Robbie Nelson uh, is the oldest child of Ernestine Rosenborough, who passed. And uh, they're going to have a funeral this Saturday at 1 o'clock. I'll let Robbie go over those details, but uh, I'm sure a lot of family members are going to be calling tonight. And so we just want to remember them in prayer. And I do remember, I do mean remember them, family, in prayer. This is very serious, very serious. Grief is no joke. And uh, there's a lot of grieving going on about now. And we want to pray. And if we can all just agree on this, we can all just agree in prayer that the Father will give them strength, understanding, strength, understanding, and peace. These are the three things we when someone passes, we we, we we need strength to show and we need to understand because sometimes we ask a lot of questions when our loved ones pass. And then, of course, we need that peace to know that they're in the right place, they're with the Father, they're with other saints, and that we too one day want to see them. So this is the hope. If you're a believer, this is our hope. That one day we will see our loved ones again. So I just... Uh, Solicit the prayers of the saints and really the ain'ts too <laughs> to support his family. Anybody having a feedback on that? Yeah, it's Calvin. Uh, yeah, I, I understand. You know, we, uh, I think our family has, the faith has really been tested. Um, so, and it's going to continue. So, I just want to say that uh, we just want to continue to uplift the family in prayer and keep them in our thoughts and uh, so we can continue to share strength and, 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 and like you said, peace and and just continue to sit together and pray for one another. Yeah, that's good word. Good word, Calvin. Good word, Calvin. Uh, well, I don't see uh, Miss Darlene in the house yet. Darlene? If you're in, uh-oh, okay, man, who, who is this? Who's, Erico 214-966, uh, who am I speaking with? Someone whose phone number starts with 214-966. You press 1 on your phone. Did you have a question or comment? Hello. Hello. Hello? Speak up there. We can hear you. Hello, this is Don. Okay, this is Don, you on a different phone line? Yeah, I'm on a different phone line. Okay, okay. Can you, can you hear me, brother? Okay, hold on a second. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's clip this phone line thing right now. Okay. Go ahead and say something can you really hear me, quick. brother? I can hear you. You're a little muffled, but we can hear you. Uh, Caress, can you hear him okay? I can hear Caress? him. I can hear him. Okay. Coming in uh, loud and clear. No, no, no he, ain't, he ain't loud and clear to me. Uh, Calvin, can you hear him? I hear him, but uh, it still seems like it's a little mute. It's kind of a yeah. distorted. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Say something else, Don. I think it's right there. Don? Yeah. Okay, we'll try to work we'll try to work with it. Just speak up and remember anybody on the same phone line as you, it's gonna be an echo if they get close to you. 
You know, okay, uh, I remember once. Just just know that anybody on the same phone line on this show can't be in the same room with you. Y'all have to just put this phone on speaker and both kind of stand over the phone. I don't know how Emma Jewell and um, William B. does it, but they're, they're really clear. So you may have to just use one phone and just use the speaker from the phone, or you can be on separate phones, but you got to give about a good 30 feet, well, not 30 feet, but about 20 feet from each other, something like that where we won't hear that echoing. But we'll go ahead and, and, and try to ride with what you got. Uh, I want to ask you a question, Kevin. What did you think? Of... Go ahead again. Uh, am I coming too clear? You're, you're fine there. Keep it right there. Don't do nothing different. That's perfect. So we got Don hopefully cleared up there. And uh, I just want to have you have a question for you. Don, I'll go ahead and ask you since your line is in suspect here. What did you think of last week's show? What? What did I think about what? Last week's show. See? I think it was nice. Very good. Okay. Now, now let me, because I don't want to make, Don, I don't know what you think I'm picking on you, but can anybody else hear that echo? And... No, uh, he's sounding, he's sounding, it's sounding a lot better on my end. It's yeah, a slight it's, echo, it's, but it's, it's nothing major. Okay, okay, all right, well, let's roll with it, let's roll with it. Yeah, what did y'all think of last week's show? Um, Calvin, uh, correct, did you get a chance to listen to last week's show? I listened to to uh, pieces of it, but um, my allergies, I don't know if I was having a uh, sinus infection or what. It was so bad, I I just had to double up on the Benadryl call at night. But for the most part, it was a really good show. I'm not even going to lie, it was, it was a very good show. Yeah, yeah, we be trying. We uh, we we try, we try. Well, listen, folks. Like I said, I see some people just now jumping, uh, just now coming in. So I'm gonna have to repeat myself um, again. Tonight is gonna be a show dedicated to the one and only Miss Ernestine Rosenborough. She passed on the weekend, and uh, the family is grieving. Uh, Miss Robbie Nelson is gonna come on a little later on and brief the family as to what's going on funeral times, what they are asking of the family, blah, blah, blah. If you want to say anything to that side of the family, which is our family, of course, if you want to say anything to that immediate family, I mean to say, you want to press one of your phones and just, we're asking if you can, if you can take it, if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. But try to limit your calls to about three minutes, unless we get to asking you questions and so forth. Robbie did say very clearly that she's not doing well. She's, well, not that she's not doing well. She did say that she didn't want to hang out too long with us, and she also asked that we not put a lot of questions on her tonight. And, you know, Robin likes to talk, so if she say that, you know, y'all got to keep her in your prayers for sure, okay? So that's a little later on, probably about the next 10, 15 minutes we'll we'll be hearing from Robbie. After that, uh, we'll take a little short break, and then we'll hear from the other Robbie. The one and only Reverend Robbie Slaughter will be interviewed by Don Jr., not myself. And after that, we'll do our Black History, which Calvin Spann has a presentation on um, on the Addy side of the family. And I'm sure Caress got some, and I'm sure Darlene has some. If I can figure what line she's on, um, I don't see her. Da- Darlene, if you're in the house, just keep hitting one over and over and over because we've got a lot of people on the phone line, and it's hard to see. Uh, she's got a she's on a different number, so then again she might have took a nap. Sometimes Darlene takes naps, and so she could have 
could have very well overslept. So I think I'm going to give her a call. But in the meantime, I would like to ask a question. Uh, Calvin? Um, yes, sir. Let everybody know kind of what, what's going on, what you're going to be doing a little later on, if you don't mind. Give them a little tease of what's, what's coming a little later on after uh, the interview with uh, Don and his mother. Well, it, it's, it's I'm going to try to piggyback off of some of the things I talked about last week uh, since uh, we was kind of uh, got crunched for time. And I was just trying to throw it all in there in in in, in, a, in a matter of what three minutes or so. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to try to do rushed this. Job. Yeah, it was pretty rushed. So I want I'm going to try to go back through this and slow it down so uh, everybody can get um, a little more understanding of uh, what some of the the added side of the family has gone through. Because when we talk about Black history, Black history is all around us. We are history, just our people within itself. And so that's we, right. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other family members out there that have a lot of black history in their families as well. And uh, we are losing a lot of our elders. So uh, we need to try to capture some of that information. By doing that, you've got to ask the right questions, and you can get a lot of good history from a lot of our elders before they leave this place. Right. So I'll right. be hitting. I'll be. I'll be hitting on some of that family history. I, to my, to me, it's 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 history to me. Yes, and I'm looking forward to that, Kevin. You did a wonderful job, just like Don Junior a couple of weeks ago. Y'all really laid it out. Uh, you you know, and so I'm hope I'm looking forward to that. So that's coming up, family, a little later on. Again, Kevin Spain is going to be uh, giving a presentation on the Addy side of family. Uh, Don Jr. also has some, I believe. Don, don't you have something also in the Black History segment? Yeah, I got a, I got a little short segment. And uh, to be honest with you, Miss uh, Slaughter got got something too. I guess she, I don't know if she want to give it on the Black History side uh, while she's being interviewed. But okay, she, well, she well got, tell it. She got something that's relevant to Black History. Well, I want to hear that for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, listen, uh, Miss Caress, you got anything for tonight later on? As far as Black History, yes, ma'am. You did a really good job. I have a little last. something. Now, had I known that this was going to be a weekly thing, I wouldn't lay it all out there on the first night because it's kind of hard to top that. But I do have some for you. I do. <laughs> Uh, hold on, I think this might be Darlene. Darlene, uh, press one if you're in the in the house, please. I think she's at area code seven three seven three hundred. I think, I think, I think, I think. Okay, let's go. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, that must be her. Area code seven three seven three hundred. Darlene, is that you? It is. Well, say hello to the here. Hello, family. Hope everyone's doing well. Well, hello, hello. Darling, listen, uh, did you want to do February birthdays again, or, or what are we doing with that? I know we kind of... I can hear, run through it pretty... 
Well, I'm only saying that, family, and, and just so y'all know, we talked about this earlier, but we just I, I'm looking at the, the month, and we don't have another show until March. So I think we should go ahead and do the birthdays, if you don't mind, please. Sorry about this being a, 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 me changing like that. But if you could, we want to acknowledge all of those that have birthdays in this month, even if they pass. So if you don't mind, let's do that. Okay. Um, I'm just going to name uh, the date. They're all in February. So Josephine Miller the first, Ernestine Rosenberg the first. Ernestine is, uh, is the, uh, this is the same Ernestine that have passed, folks. We still want to acknowledge birthdays, whether they be with us or not. So, happy birthday, Ernestine. Happy belated. Sonia Sims, the second. Ivory Douglas, the third. Emmy Petey Barber, the seventh. Janelle Watson, the seventh. Irene Booker oh, that's, Ron. That's my mother. Now, did Janet, you say Janae Watson isn't that Janet's daughter? It is. It is. Okay. Cool. Okay. We have uh, Irene Booker Ron, your mom, and yes, Cousin yes. Donald Shaw Jr., the 10th. Happy belated, Mr. Donald Shaw. And we have a Courtney. Which is the tenth, and of course we have okay. Seth Turner the eleventh. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Sheila Douglas the eleventh. Brooklyn Brown the eighteenth. Erica and Eric Stovall twentieth. Donna Brown twenty fourth. Nikki Brown, the 24th. Ebony Bibbins, the 26th. Kevin Thompson, the 26th. Kevin, Kevin and Calvin Thompson, the 26th. Antoinette McHare, the 28th. Kiara Wright, the 24th. James Wright, the 27th. Alicia Moore, the 19th. We have three 19s here, and they're all from Addie's side. Tanisha Moore, E.T. Smith, and Teota Hill, all the 19th. Simone Spain, the third. I believe she's the one that called in and gave us a little song. And I never got her twin brother's name. Those are the third. Danny Webster first. Oh wow! And that's birthday. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, happy birthday! And like I said, I know this has already passed, uh, but we just want to still keep it fresh, and because this month is about gone. So, your birthday was on February the first. Still happy belated. All right. So, moving right along, family. Uh, I think what I want to do at this time is uh, I want to, uh, Darlene, do you have anything for Black History tonight? Um, you had mentioned something about uh, Rosewood or something you had. Right, right. Um, 
I don't know. I, I saw the movie Rosewood some time ago, which uh, took place, the incident took place in 1923 in now don't, Florida. Don't get into it now. Don't get into it now. I just want to let you have something. Okay, that's what I have. Uh, okay, we well, share like that with this week, this week but um, on, we'll talk about next week later. Okay. All right. So yeah, we get into. I want to hear about that Rosewood. But listen, darling, any updates on the cruise to the Belize and uh, New Orleans? I remember we want to hit this every week until it happens, since we're getting so close to the deadline now. Um, no updates on the cruise, but the 15th of March is coming up, and that's when you need your deposit down to secure the room. And at that time, it's going to be $250. And, uh, okay. And what was the deadline again for that 250 March the 15th. Okay. And again, family, I just want to encourage every single one of y'all to consider these uh, getaways with the family. I know that many of you have been on cruises and so forth. But uh, this is a little different. Uh, you got your family all in the one on one ship, and uh, I think it'll be a wonderful time for us to get to know each other, put some faces to some of these names. Um, so I look forward to it. I plan on trying to go myself to both events now. Uh, so that one more time, that's uh, t- what was the total amount? And there's the deadline again. Uh, the total amount, depending on what type of room you want. Balcony is seven eighty seven. $787. Ocean View is $607. Interior is $527. And March the 15th is when you need to have paid $250 to secure your room. Okay, okay. All right. And what about New Orleans? Uh, because there's some people that's not going to cruise but be interested in New Orleans. New Orleans is as a music festival, and it actually starts the very last day of June. Um, June the 30th, July 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And I'm not quite sure if they still have SN music festival rates, but... I would try it and see. Okay, um, okay. And again, family, I just encourage everybody. This is a nice little getaway. It's not as long as, not as lengthy as a cruise. But what's happening, family, is we're getting to know each other every single week. We're becoming less strangers every single week. Right now, you may not know who Caress is. You may not know who Don Junior is. But by the time this rolls around, you're gonna know who all of us are. Not only us, but other callers and so forth, and you may decide when it's too late, you want to go hang out with family, you may decide you like us, <laughs> and you want to hang out with us, so just pay attention to these uh, deadlines, okay? What's the deadline on that again uh, uh, with New Orleans? Uh, um, okay, the music festival starts June the 30th, July the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Um if you want to, that's five days. <laughs> yeah. But what I would do would be to call um, 
a hotel of your choice and see if they offer the uh, S-infused festival rate. Okay, okay. All right. And uh, uh, any calls, got any questions before we move on off this? Uh, any questions about the cruise or New Orleans? Anything? Caress, Calvin, Don Jr.? No, I, no. I, uh, Darlene is doing a, a banging up job on it and getting information out there. So uh, I think everybody's pretty clear on that. Okay. All right. Uh, well, okay, folks, there you have it. And I want to do something. I want to move right along. I want to see if Miss uh, Robbie is in the house. This is what I like to do is go ahead and make sure Robbie is in the house. Go ahead and press one. We got a lot of phone. Uh, this phone line is full. I know I say every week, but these today we got. I don't know what that was. Um, but anyway, I don't see your hand, Robbie. Again, if you're in the house, go ahead and press one several times. Just hit, keep hitting it. One, one, one. Okay, there she is. All right. Pam, we're going to go ahead and go to the phone. I see you, Robbie. I'm going to come to you right now. Pam, we're going to go ahead and open up the phone line. This is Robbie. And remember what I said earlier? She's going to come on to speak with the family. And she did not want to take that many questions. So, if you have any comments to the family, anything you want to say about a mom, this is the time to do it uh, after she have words, that is. So, Erico 469. 803, Robbie, go ahead with your question. I mean, your um, comment, please. Good evening, family. I just wanted to give out the home guard service for Miss for Miss Ernestine Roseburg. And it's uh, Saturday, 1 o'clock p.m. at Greater Jones Chapel, A.M.E. Zion Church. The address is 1226 East Smith Street, Oak Muggy, Oklahoma, 74447. And the, okay. the family will be meeting, the family will be meeting at Wynn's Funeral Home, but the others can go on to the church. So if you like them, like whoever like to come, the family, y'all can meet us at the House of Wind Funeral Home. The address is 607 East 5th Street, Oak Muggy, Oklahoma, 74447. Okay, all right. And, uh... I think you said that very loud and clear, but if anybody didn't get it for whatever reason, it is on the Ed and Isabel page. It is on the Ed and Isabel page. So, Robbie, thank you for coming on. I know it's a hard moment, hard time for you right about now, uh, but I just want to say that you are portrayed to be very strong. You are strong, very strong to uh, uh, the conversation I had with you, a couple of conversations, and, and just coming on tonight. I appreciate it. I remember when my mother passed, I didn't want to talk to anybody for any reason. Uh, so uh, thank you for that. Uh, any co-hosts got any comments? Anybody on the phone lines that want to say anything to Robbie, any comments, you are more than welcome. All you need to do is just press 1 on your phone. Again, if you have any comments about a mom or what she meant to you, 
Uh, it's not a big deal. Robbie has already said she could take some, uh, you know, she entertain any comments. So anybody on the phone lines have anything to say about Miss Ernestine Rosen? I want to make sure I say her name. I'm real funny with names. Robbie, say her name slow for it, last name. It's, it's Roseburg. R-O-S-E-B-O-R-O-U-G-H. Okay. Okay. And i like to also thank the family. When we got the news that my mom was, was being placed on hospice, I want to give thanks to the one that sent out prayer, that called, that visit, and I just want to say my family, the Douglas family, came and showed out from California, Atlanta, Kansas City, Missouri, Wichita, Texas, Oklahoma. I mean, they came and gave us a, y'all have to bear with me. They came and gave us a big, big support. And I just want to let everybody know that I, we appreciate it. My mother was, she, it just seeing her twin sister, it's just like it gave her a little bit more energy to fight, you know. And it, it meant a lot to me. My, my, I mean, it's like we say, or I say, I had two mothers. When you're looking at my mother, you're looking at Josephine. When you're looking at Josephine, you're looking at my mother. So I always would tell people I had two mothers. You know, it, I, 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 I don't know. I can. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, well, we, like I say, uh, you know, these are the times I have very little words to say. You know, I just pray that, the, like I said, I asked the family earlier to just be in prayer for strength, understanding, and peace. Those were the three things I needed. I needed strength because it was hard for me, and I needed understanding because there's a lot of questions sometimes we ask God, sometimes, and then I needed peace. To make to know that my mother was, of course, I knew where she was, but you know, we just we just need that peace. And once you get those three things, I think it becomes a plus. Yes, it can be a plus that our loved ones went on to be with the father, and you can rejoice. I remember my mother wanted us to rejoice at her funeral, and a lot of people didn't understand that. She wanted us to wear pink, not black. A lot of people don't understand that. She wanted us to really, really shout and have a good time. It was very hard, but uh, and we tried it. It was hard, but uh, the Bible talks about how we're supposed to rejoice at this time. Anything from the co-host, Calvin, Caress? Uh, y'all have anything for Miss Robbie before she go? Again, I'm looking at the phone lines. Folks, if y'all have a question or I mean, well, comment, uh, I don't. I think Robin may take a few questions, but she didn't want to take a whole lot. Uh, if you're on the phone lines, do you have anything to say to Robin Press One? I'll bring you on. But uh, I'll just go down the list with my co-host. So I'll start with Miss Darlene. Darlene, have anything for Robin? Anything to say? I just like to say, Robin, you know I'm with you 100, percent and that I love you. 
even from the first time I met you when you walked in my brother's yard. So we go kind of way back. Love you, girl. Be strong. Love you, Mar. Okay. And Mr. Don Jr., you have anything? Yes. I like to say, uh, Miss Roberts, since you have the same name as my mother, I can feel a special compassion for you and for the family. So I'll just continue to pray that you be strong in the Lord and that He will heal and bless you at this time. Thank you. Good word, good word, good word, good word. Well, Mr. Calvin, anything? And I'm putting yeah. out the because y'all, y'all co-hosts. That's why I'm doing it. I can't do the family like that on the phone line, but I can do y'all like that. But go ahead. Yeah, hi, Robbie. Uh, sorry about your loss as hi, well. Hi, um, You know, it's, it's it's one of those type of things, you know, when you really need help in prayer. You know, family members are, are the ones who are mostly likely to come through for you uh, in your need of, of unrest. So, we're going to continue to pray. I know everybody that's on this line is going to continue to pray because prayer is in order, and it's and it's always, always in order for times like these. So, love you, stay strong, and if you need to talk, we you know we always around anytime, anytime. Love you more. Well, Miss Caress, anything? Um, I just want to thank Robbie first for coming on the show because, like you said, sometimes dealing with death, you don't want to talk or you don't want to be around a lot of people. So thank you for being strong and coming on here and uh, just really being around your family, you know. And you will continue yeah. to be in our prayers, and we pray that you stay strong and that, you know, the Lord wrap you up in his arms and just comfort you. Thank you. I... I'm pretty strong. I was, sometimes we can get selfish because we're not in their pain with them. But I know God made no mistake when it came down to my mother because she was comfortable. And my nieces, my sister Deborah, my sister Joyce, my nieces, Deborah Jean, I mean, my sister's children, they came and showed out. They, They took care of my mother. You know, so we didn't want to see her suffer. We didn't want to see the pain. When she cried, we cried. So God is a good God. I just want Mm -hmm. everybody to know God is a good God. You can say what you want, and y'all have to bear with me. You can say what you want, but God is good. He, He called an angel home. He was ready for her. You know, we can say what we want, but at the end of the day, we're not promised here. That's our final destination. So if you don't know God, you need to get to know him. Because Amen. my mother, I, my mother, is it, she's, she's with the father. I hope my brother, my daddy, my grandmother, her siblings, I hope, I hope they met her to come on in. Because you're at peace now. You're comfortable. You're walking around in, in heaven's, heaven's yard, you know. 
So I hurt. Yes, I hurt. I hurt so bad. I hurt so bad for my Aunt Joe because at night I would get up and check on her and my mother. And and when they get up and she was talking to my mother, it, I mean, those memories I'm never going to forget. You know, I'm I'm not going to forget that because Aunt Joe was an impact. When she called my mother's name, it's like she had a little light there. Them twins had a bond so strong, it scared me. But one thing I can say about them two women, they knew their Bible. They knew God. So I tell any of you today, if you're worried about leaving here, you better stop and think. You better start thanking God because God is still on the throne. And said, I, I thank y'all all for letting me come on, but I, I will. I am going to just call it off right now. I just have to have some time to myself. Well, all right. Again, thank you, Robin. You have a good night, and we'll keep you in our prayers for sure. You too. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Love y'all. Good night. Love you too. Love good you night. Too. Love you too. Okay, folks, we're going to take a little short break, and we'll be right back. This is uh, y'all like this. This is to Robbie and the family uh, of Miss Ernestine. Rosenberg, this is for sure my recommendation to you, and we'll be right back, folks.
Folks, this is another episode of the Douglas County Family Friends Network, and um, you just listened to Robbie Nelson. Uh, hopefully, y'all got all those details on the funeral, and uh, and hopefully you'll be able to attend. I know uh, Tulsa is not that far away. I'm gonna make an effort. Don't know if I'll be able to, but uh, um, we'll see. Okay. But the most important thing is keep them in your prayers. Keep them in your prayers, folks. There's nothing to play with. Losing parents is no joke. I tell people all the time. Uh, the funeral I went to with, with my mother was like all funerals that I went to previously combined. That's just how serious it was. So I'm going to the phone lines and open up. Uh, Donald Jr., your phone is uh, open. Calvin, your line is open. Caress now, your line is open. And uh, I'm not going to uh, take any more time. Don, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. And Don is going to be interviewing the one and only Reverend Robert Slaughter. Darling, your line is open. So everybody keep your lines quiet, please. Uh, unlike your host last week who had that new mic and just, I mean, I was so noisy and I apologize to those of you that listened to the uh, last week's show in the archives. So, so let's keep keep it quiet tonight. And Don, I'll go, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you. All right, family. I'm a little touch over the... Uh, and I want to encourage every member of the family to keep Sister Robbie in prayer. But I am Donald M. Schultz, 
And I am known to some as Pastor Shaw, some as Reverend Shaw, but I'm just Donald. And I am the associate pastor at the Glory World Ministry, where the pastor is Roderick Bell. I'm blessed to be on the show tonight. As you all may or may not know, my third was Azalee Douglas. Some people call it Chick. But it's my honor to present to some and to introduce to others Azalee Douglas, retired pastor, ever active in the kingdom of God, and I'm proud to say my mother. Good evening, family members. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. We ask you a few things that will bring light to the uh, collective family abroad. Uh, I know some of us identify you as ain't Robbie or Sister Scrogner. And some of them still call you Miss Lowe. These titles don't bother you, do they? You're not offended by titles, are you? No, I'm not offended by titles. Okay, well, how many children do you have? I have six children. And uh, you're currently single? Right. Well, nobody get no applicants. Okay. And how did you serve in the Army Church? Um. How many years have I served in the Army Church? Uh, all of my life, but I've been in the ministry fifty-one years. Fifty-one years of. I pastored, I've been in ministry 51 years, I've pastored 37 years, seven different churches. How many churches did you say? Seven. Oh, my God. So, Sister in your experience as a pastor, apparently you must be an awful strong woman of God. I can say as your son that you are strong willed. But um how have you survived under the pressure of leadership mostly being by yourself? Well I realize that I am a servant of the most high God. I realize that he created everything. And how did I serve? How did I remain faithful to him? Because in the first place, I was born again. I realized I was one of his children. I could go to my father for anything. That's right. Amen. I can appreciate a response like that. Don, let me just interrupt here because I think I... Coast, if y'all want to say anything, it's okay. I mean, I know I didn't set any rules or anything, but uh, if y'all want to just chime in with Don, I mean, he's doing an interview, but we can say something if you want to. Go ahead. Any questions for any co-hosts, I will. 
But uh, slow, let me ask you this: How many people do you think come into the ministry up under your pastoral leadership? How many people? Yeah, how many people that you think is just the cause? That's hard to say. I pastored seven different churches, thirty-seven years, but I do have twelve ministers out there, except that they call under my administration. That says a lot, so that means you must have been putting the right word out. I don't know about that, but I put Jesus out. Amen. From what I understand, the word said is power in his name. Not his hand, his feet, but in his name. That's true. I can say amen to that. Amen. You know, it's been documented. A documented fact that you paved the way for many female pastors in the 10th district here in Texas that have a lot of respect and admiration for you. And uh, with your senior pastor influence, I just think that a lot of young aspiring preachers continue to look at the legacy of uh, Sister Robbie Slaughter. And do you still have people that interact with you in their uh, walk as? I didn't quite understand what you said. You know, you inspired a lot of people to come into the ministry. Young people, do you still have like a following of people that look up to you as a pastoral guide? Y- yes, I have. Uh, I'm I'm a grand I'm mama to a lot of a lot of them and grandma to a lot of others. Hey, That's good. That's good. Uh, you know, I watch your years, and I can simply say, being a son and having been with you up and down the road, that uh, a lot of times I feel like you was kind of out there, meaning that it takes a lot of faithfulness to stand on the Word of God when the doors of adversity are up against you, and yet things don't. And, uh, I can truthfully say, and I'm asking you, you feel like God has been watching over you all these years. Do you? You feel like God got just watching over you? Of course. Now, I believe in the tenure of your ministry. Uh, Do you serve as the first woman pastor forward that served as a field chaplain to my knowledge. Is this a fact? Uh, I was uh, I served at the Fort Worth County Jail as the first black woman pastor. I wasn't the first chaplain but the first black Woman pastor as chaplain. Okay, so you served in the office of like a chaplain in the chaplaincy office, not necessarily chaplain, which that was my my bad, but you served as a chaplain's assistant ministering to many of the inmates. Repeat that again. Repeat 
not, I don't know about where you are, but all over, I, I visit other churches. And that, I've gone to churches where there were no children in church, especially in Sunday school. So uh, the failure is not in God. The failure is in us. Yeah, it, yeah, I've noticed that, too. Uh yeah, it, it happens here a lot too. A lot of the young folks would be like, "What? Well, what are the young folks?" So, you think that we should uh, uh, back up and, and and look at? I think some of the things that I've seen sometimes we get away from those basic ingredients that we we was we was raised with. You know, our parents and, and grandparents, and and I, and I was in that I was in that group too, man. You every day we. We walking in a line, going to church, uh, down the dusty road, and uh, it wasn't a matter of uh, do you want to go to church today? Oh, like you said, those those clothes was laying out Saturday night, Sunday morning. We eat breakfast and we head to church. It wasn't no hey, it was just part of life. So I think you're saying we need to really start focusing more on our children and getting them more closer to God and, and really letting them understand that this is what you have to do. This is going to be part of your life for the rest of your life. Well, Calvin, I'm a person that I learned a long time ago. I learned as a child that I could talk to God. And believe me, he talked back. But see, some people don't know that he'll talk back. They want to do all the talk. And they don't believe that God will talk back. But if you want to know something, look in the book of James. The book says, and and that's the word. If you want to ask, want to know something, ask God. He talks. If you think he doesn't talk, why is it that when the storms come, some people got sense enough to realize that he's in the wind? And, you know, I get so tickled sometimes, look like the wind get in the corner of your house, and you can just see like it's just talking to you. He, 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 he talk, he, he, he'll speak to you if you want to know. And that was the one thing I asked him. And it hurts. It hurts when God starts showing you your family. You hear me? See, I asked him, "Who shall? Who can? What can I pray about?" He said, "Pray about your grandchildren." See, I was in my children was in the house with me. But what about your grandchildren? I even got great grandchildren. I never see them. So if you want to say something, sometimes you you don't see them. And I know God is true. It's not only for me. And it's one thing I do know. That Jesus is on his way back. And, and we're going to have to give an account of what we didn't do. Amen. Amen. Good question, Kevin. Don? Yes, sir. Uh, hold, on, hold on a second. Uh, hold, on, 
hold on, just want to make sure. And Don, I want you to just, you can take this now. But just see if anybody else got any questions. Kevin, were you done? Yeah, I, I, I'm done for now. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can, I can, I got some other stuff now, but I guess somebody else to chime, chime in. What about Chris?
I'm going to ask you, since we're interviewing you, how do you hear God? Many people, I'm sure, ask you that. How do you hear it? Yes. You got spiritual ears, baby. See, God is a spirit. And he that worship him must worship him in spirit. And, and see, that this bottom of flesh is flesh. That this bottom of the spirit is spirit. So don't, get, don't expect to get in the flesh what you would get in the spirit. You've got to be born again. It's a lot. Okay, now, Jesus now, now I'm going to play. Born again. Now, Robbie, I'm going to play Nick here because, again, I know, I know there's various levels. How can, how can that happen? Then that, you yeah. know what? In the first, in the first place, you got to seek Him. And when I, I mean, when I first, when I first uh, accepted Christ, I, I, when I, I, I was, when I really knew who God was, I, I was 32 years old. But do you know what? All my life, I've been in church. Because that's where my parents took me. I listened to the preachers. I heard what Mama said God would do. Daddy said, but honey, when I was 32, I found out for, and I found out for myself because I, believe it or not, baby, your mama, I went to a church where your mama was. And I could hear them talking about the, 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 the Spirit did this and the Spirit said that. And I, and I went home and I said, I'm not, I said, God, you, ain't, you don't do me that way. You don't talk to me like that. You haven't showed me what happened. What I did, I started seeking him. You got to seek God. And you seek him and then, until you find him. And once you find him, you act according. You got to seek him and, and believe me. When he know you mean business, you're not going to get away. Jesus said, the sheep that my father gives me, no man's going to take out of my hand. And he means that. Amen. Amen. Did I help you any? Well, it's not you helping me. I just know that question is out there. Every time you say words like born again, the God told me, and I know I, I talk to people all the time, and, and um, I'm not going to answer the question because I'm not being interviewed. So that's your answer. Okay, well, I let me like say it. This to you. And let me say this. Believe me. That God doesn't, everybody. God doesn't appear to everybody the same way. It's according to your faith. If you don't believe he'll talk to you, it's according to your faith. It's by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and never the evidence of that not seen. See? If you can see it, forget it. If you can see faith, forget it. This is Laura. Are you sitting there in your walk with things that have happened that have been done by, you know, prayer life? Yes. Like I say, you pray. If you pray and God is faithful, he'll answer. He'll answer. Well, I think in respect to um, staff, are you saying that young people should maybe consider needs a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, now and, and you know, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an example. I bet you everybody that's listening to me tonight will tell me 
I know the president. But have you ever sat down and talked with him? Asked him questions? And he answered you? And that's that's okay. But I've never sat down with the president. But I know who he is. That's the same way it is about Jesus. A lot of us know of him. But the only way you know him is to sit and have a relationship. You have to have a relationship. Learn to sit down and talk with him and let him talk back. I have so much fun. I have fun. I have fun. Because every day I learn more and more about Jesus. And you know what? I know I've overdid my little state. But you know what? As a black woman... I've learned a lot of things about God. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just as proud as a peacock, as they say. And uh, since this is Black History Month, I'm finna get out because I can take up. I can take up all your time. And you have one other thing, Mr. Shaw. I just like to reflect uh, on some of your accomplishments. I was doing some research, and I saw your picture in the Juneteenth Museum on Evans Avenue, which is the product of Mr. Don Williams. And then... Yeah, I saw that. I I saw that, too. I also remember that that one year, when I was a teenager, you presented the famous O'Neill twins in a major gospel concert and Will Rogers Auditorium. Could you tell me what year that was? I I don't remember, but I, we bought the we bought the O'Neill twins to Texas two times. So you was a face up back then, over twenty years ago. Well, I'm eighty two now, and and my and my, and my, and my steps are getting shorter. Can't run as he used to run. Hallelujah. I just want to share with you a few things that you've done before you get off. Is that okay, Mr. Go right ahead. Do we have time? Yeah, you're fine. Go ahead. Go Go ahead. ahead. Um, I was looking at, and it says, in in 1974, in the Everly March magazine, there was a write-up that recognized Robert Slaughter the reach of love, and that photo was taken by Mr. Harvey Carey. What was that about? Yeah, that's just what it said. We would reach out in love and help people during the Christmas season. Well, what is this history of the brothers? Can I share that? Yes. The history of the brothers was the divine season of Pastor Robert Thomas. Feeding the senior citizens and needy and mass 
held community free dinners. The Brotherhood had distributed more than 2,000 loaves of free bread to needed families in the South Six communities. The Brotherhood has sponsored its own food bank and fed numerous needed families. The Brotherhood has provided an angel tree cash donations to needed families at Christmas time. And the Brotherhood most noteworthy achievement has been the annual Brotherhood Outreach Scholarship Fund, which has given at least one scholarship and sometimes two to the deserving house who is the something different, but we can barely hear you still. It's still good. Ain't Robbie? I thought that was always good. I I really enjoyed you. always enjoyed hearing you talk about history, and I don't think this was enough time to tell you the truth, because I know you can go, and there's all kind of stuff you done told us over the years that I just feel kind of sorry for the listeners that they don't get to enjoy. So we're going to have to have you on again, and maybe... uh, just do part two because I'm telling y'all, 82 years old, y'all know ain't Robbie got some stuff. She know Uncle Sonny Boy and all kind of stuff about the Douglas side, the uh, Sonny Boy side. She know the Dugan side. She know history about M.B. Dugan that we've never talked about on this show. She know history about Addie. You, you know, you was telling me that Dorothy Spann, well, you didn't tell me, but somebody was telling me that Dorothy Spann used to my keep you, so you know about. <laughs> she was my babysitter. But that's it. That's it. I want to share something with you. I want to encourage the black women in our family. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. The black women in our family. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know who wrote this, but I like this. And the writer says, "So what if I am a black woman? Is it a disease? Well, if it is, I sure hope it's catching." Because they need to put it in a bottle, label it, and sprinkle it all over the people. Men and women who ever loved or cried, worked or died for all of us. So what if I am a black woman? Is the crime? Arrest me. Because I'm strong and I'm gentle. I'm smart, but I'm still learning. I'm loving, but I'm hating. And I like to work because I like to eat. And feed and clothe and house me, mine and yours, and everybody's like I've been doing for the past 82 years at my age. So what if I am a black woman? 
is it is it insane to love Jesus? That's a, that's something I added. Commit me because I want the happiness, not tears. I want truth, not lie. Pleasure and not pain. Sunshine and not rain. Hallelujah. So what if I am a black woman? Is it a sin? Well, pray for me, and I'll pray for you. And if you don't like women of color, because we are midnight black, chestnut brown, honey brown, chocolate covered, coconut dipped, big lipped, big hipped, and beautiful all at the same time. <laughs> so what if I am a black woman? Does it bother you that much? Because I want someone who wants me, respect me, and give me everything because I give everything back. So what if I am a black woman? I got rights, same as you. I've worked for them, and I've died for them. I've lied for them, played and prayed for them. On every place, plantation from Alabama to Baltimore, Boston and back. So what if I am a black woman? Love me. And I want you to love me. I love you. And I want you to love me too. But I am, as I always been, near you, close to you, and beside you. Strong, giving, loving. Now I'm talking about Jesus. For over 2,000 years, to the black women, love me, for I love you. Thanks so much. (laughs) I like that. You say you don't know the author. You say you don't know the author, right? You say you don't know the author that right. Isn't that something? I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. That's why I wanted to share it. And anybody well, want a copy? Just anybody want a copy? Just drop me, a, drop me a self, self, <laughs> self stamped envelope, and I'll mail you a copy back. And my address thank you, thank is twenty nine oh three Ellis, Fort Worth, Texas. Good night. All right. Good night. Thank you, Robert. And, and you can keep listening now. Uh, Don, uh, and Robert, keep listening. If you have anything, we'll do the black history after Kevin Span, after Caress, and after everybody has done their presentation. If we have time, you can come back on again. Not a problem. Well, Don, thank you for that. That was really good. No, no, I think I've talked enough. Uh, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Okay. For sure. Hey, it says yes. two, okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep uh, open, okay? Which number keep open? You ain't Robert's number open. Okay, there is a ringing though. I'm gonna I'm keep it open. Well, it's a ringing though. It's serious ringing. Okay, I want to shut the line down. So here's what we can do. We can do. We can just. Mute it, and when she's ready to come on, you say, Seth, Mama want to talk, and I'll open it up. Not a problem. All right. 
And which line is it, Don? Quickly, quickly. Is it 0708 or 80832? Which line do we leave open? 0708 or 80832? 80832. Leave it open. 8032. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and mute 0703. That noise is still out there, though. So, Anyway, folks, uh, we'll uh, we'll be right back on to the short little break, and we'll be right back. Hold on, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a hold of this noise. There it goes. There it goes. No. Hold on. There it goes. Stop. Okay. All right, folks. Well, there you have it, Robbie Slaughter. That was her presentation. That was a little bit about a Robbie. Uh, again, y'all, she can go, she can go, she can go. So let me do this. Let's take a little short break. And uh, uh, Ain't Robbie and Don mentioned the O'Neill twins. This is the group uh, Ain't Robbie brought to town a long time ago. And after this little short clip by the O'Neill twins, we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Young man Richard White, better known as Mr. Clean, wrote a song that said, Jesus, drop the charge. And it sounded funny to me until I started reading. It said that I was guilty of all the charges. How many of you ever been guilty of sin, huh? <laughs> Do and display. But Jesus with a special love. Save me by a grace. Stop. 
and these babies, the baby will be in a wooden box. And she, you know, they would take the mules loose and let the mules graze while the adults would work in the fields. And she would have to watch the baby. And I said, well, what do you do? And she said, well, I used to get up under the buggy out of the, out of the sun and get in the shade. And I had to uh, make sure there were no ants getting on the baby. So that baby was uh, Cousin Robbie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there. Wow. However, what? Moving moving on with the uh, some of the Black History uh, events. Um, uh, this is from Addie's side. This is basically some of her children's, uh, some of the things that she went through. Uh, I didn't get a lot of the information on my grandmother because I, I think I stated earlier about we have a lot of elders and we really have to sit down and ask the right questions to get some of this information. And I, I talked to my aunt uh, in California and, and asked the right questions and got some of Black History moments from them, uh, my uncle. And, you know, and they, they, she's in her, I think, in her 80s. And my uncle, he's getting close to 80. And so you ask the right questions, you can get some of this information, some of the things they did uh, years ago. But... uh uh, Leona Hodges, she was Addie's oldest daughter, and I, I, I said last week that she was the first entrepreneur in the family to own her own business as a beautician in the state of uh, Virginia. So you can just about tell how having your own business back in those days were were, were pretty significant. Big deal. Yeah. And my mother, she was the second oldest daughter of Addie, and I, I mentioned this too, that she had a sixth grade education because back then some of those schools only went to certain grade levels. And then they had to leave school and go and work in the fields or do work or clean houses to do what they could to eat, live, and uh, pay bills. Um, even though, to me, she was one of the smartest women that I knew now. She had 14 children of her own, and but she later went back to school and got a GED, and she later became a, a Head Start teacher. She did this for about 20-something years before she retired. Now, she had plenty of experience based on raising her own kids, and so she was a good mother. She knew exactly what ingredients those kids needed to get started and be successful when they go to the first grade. Uh, one of the other things that my mother used to do was she was very instrumental in the neighborhood, gathering people together, uh, making sure that they they had all the things that they needed to go out and vote because so many people couldn't read, they couldn't write their names. Uh, when it was voting time, they'd go and put on an X on the paper, and they had white folks telling them that uh, both our candidates would give you a bottle of liquor that was buying liquor for these folks. Uh, also, she was very instrumental in uh, getting us, uh, the buses to come and pick us up during the cold winter months. Uh, oftentimes, we would walk to school in three feet of snow. Uh, even myself, 
I almost got frostbitten, and she got very angry, and she got other parents, and they went to the school board, and they demanded you pick up our children. Uh, we tired of these children walking to school, and it's frigid weather, and, and we're not going to take no more of this. So then we wow. started getting picked wow. up on the buses. And, and let so me say this, Kevin, real quick. Uh, Kevin, just say real quick. Sorry to interrupt you. But Caress, your line is open. Don, Junior, line is open. Darlene, we've all got quiet lines now. So, Don, whatever you did, keep doing that. You, everybody's great. Go ahead, Kevin. Okay. So, those are some of the things that, that, that she would do in making sure that Edward, she, she had, she was passionate about people, period. Um, and having all those children, like I said, I, I think it was it was in her to be a teacher because she had plenty of experience. So, and getting back to the part where they were helping folks go out and, and vote, she was threatened. They was threatening her, uh, talking about what they was going to do and you need to stop doing these types of things and and because they felt that there was an impact that she was giving to those folks, teaching them how to read and write so they can register to vote and get the folks out of there that wasn't doing anything to help the people in, in, in the different neighborhoods. So, yeah, she's a very strong woman, strong will. Um, Addie, they have did, did, did she have a – you had a question for you with that history, if you don't mind. And remember, co-hosts – the reason why I tell you the lines is open is because y'all can ask questions now. We got the noise thing straight now. But I got a question, Calvin. Uh, did she ever have any trouble with the law? You know, like the police well, brutality? Because, you, you know, it sounds like she was pretty vocal. Back then, you well, know, you could get in trouble. But this is, this is the, uh, yeah, there, there were some, some moments that the police used to come out to the house. And, uh, well, one thing about my mother is that, and I think, uh, some of the folks online would, would, would know this particular person that they used to call, um, um, and I just drew a blank on calling that name. Um, but it, it'll come back to me. But uh, they used to come out, and, uh, and and once they talked to her and they what type of woman she was, they would go back and tell the, the other police officers that that lady is crazy. She got a lot of kids, and when she would come out to the door, she would have a gun in her hand. So, <laughs> so really, but yes, yes, and uh, she would hear them out, and then she said, "Now, now get off my property before they'll be dragging you out of here." So the word was out that it was the crazy, the crazy lady with all those kids down there in the Haiti Heights. So yeah, they 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 didn't mess with her because they thought she was crazy and she could shoot a gun. She could shoot a gun. I don't know who taught her from the desert side, but she could shoot a gun. <laughs> but yeah, wow. they 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 didn't they didn't they didn't mess with her. They didn't mess with her because, like I said, they thought she was crazy. And I think my mother used that for her leverage. So whatever um, it takes, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Now my aunt Dale, she uh, 
she uh, she was the fourth oldest daughter, and uh, she was the first in the family to graduate uh, out of high school. Uh, and a few days later, she after graduating, she went to Lansing, Michigan, to pursue a degree in nursing. And she later transferred her her, her credits to Saginaw. She went to the university there to finish her nursing program. Now, while in Saginaw, uh, they didn't have dormitories back in the day. So she had to, she didn't know where she was going to live, but she found out that they would uh, house people at the YMCA, but there was no blacks there. No blacks, and they didn't want blacks in there. So she met this lady that had a, she was a member of the NAACP, and some of her friends came down, uh, listened to her story, and they went down to the y, uh, the YMCA with her, and they opened the door, and, and she walked in. And that's how she was able to finish her, her nursing degree. So if it had not, not they came down to help her find somewhere to live, she wouldn't have finished uh, her nursing program. So that was another thing that, uh, that she did. Uh, when she finished, she, she moved back to California, and she uh, met her husband, and they got married, and she ran into some more challenges when she got there because back then, you know, you had they had to ride at the back of the bus. Uh, she experienced a lot of that. Um, being able to, she had to go in the back door of the stores and restaurants, and um, they didn't want any blacks coming through the front, as you know. And that, that's, a, that's a true fact. Uh, so one day she had her, her son in her arms and she needed some milk for her, her baby. But they, even though you was in the back of the store, but wasn't nobody coming back to wait on you to see if you needed any supplies or food. And, you know, they just, okay, whatever. So they was taking a long time. So the white bus driver started the bus up, was getting ready to leave them because it was taking so long. So she ran to the front of the store and, and started yelling and screaming, I need some milk for my baby, and I need it now, and I'm not leaving here until I get it. Everybody in the store just went quiet. She said it was a white lady that stood up and said, hey, let her have her milk for her baby so she can leave. Once she got her supplies and all her milk and stuff, she walked straight through the front door while everybody else was looking at her like, what is she doing? She said she walked through the store. Because if she hadn't if she hadn't went back to the back door, the bus would have pulled off. So she said, oh, I'm not missing this bus. I'm going through the front. So that, that took a lot of nerves to do that. Yes, it did. And, uh, yes, it as, did. As Cousin Robbie said about uh, the, the strong women in this family, oh, yeah, there's plenty of them. So... Now, my Uncle Paul, he was at his youngest son. He was the first in the family to pursue a higher education who also graduated from Haytow Central High School in 1955. Two days after he graduated, he went into the Air Force. He served four years in the Air Force. Uh, back then, you know, he knew that we didn't have no money, um, uh, my grandmother didn't have no money to send him to college, so they had to go to they had to go to the army uh, so they can 
to go to do the education on the GI Bill, more or less. After he got back, uh, he attended Lincoln University in Jefferson City, Missouri, and to pursue his degree in uh, education. Uh, he later went to the University of Missouri and later got, uh, became a school teacher. He got his master's degree in education. Oh, my great. brother. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was it was a trying time, but he said, thank now, God. Kevin, hold, hold on a second. Kevin, okay. hold on a second. I got to do this. You know, it's right at 10 o'clock. Folks, those of you that's on the phone lines, do not, do not, do not disconnect for any reason. You will not be able to call back. I have, to, I have to say this every week, family, because we've got new callers every single week. So it's 10 o'clock. Uh, you will not be able to call back. If for some reason you get disconnected, darling, you still good? Darlene? Hello? Okay. I, I don't know where Darlene stepped away from. Well, anyway, a line is open. But anyway, folks, just don't dis- disconnect it, all right? Uh, go ahead, Kevin. Okay. Uh, one of my oldest brothers, Lonnie, he, um, he, he was actually the, the oldest, um, the second oldest grandson of Addie. Uh, he also graduated from the same school, Central High School, uh, in 1965. He also went to Lincoln University and pursued his degree in education as well. Uh, he also became a professor, for one, probably one of the first professors in the family. He taught at the, at the University of Lincoln, and uh, in his later years, uh, he also went to the, he went to the Army. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. I apologize, Kevin, for that. It happens every once in a while. Ain't nothing to do with us. All right. So I'm gonna try this again with this music. All right. Go ahead. He also went to the military, and uh, he also went to the military and got his GI Bill to also attend college. That's how he became a professor. And uh, he got his master's degree in education as well. Uh, he mm-hmm. also taught in, in the university, and he later taught in high school in Missouri. And after retiring as a teacher, uh, he started several other businesses, and he still has uh, several businesses that he is still working now, 71 years old, and he's still going strong working on businesses. Any questions? Seventy one. Seventy one. Yeah. Uh, I got a question. How did you get most of this information? Just through your memory? That they that they make sure they pass it down with you? Um how how do how do you uh because you have a lot there? Yeah, well I'm well, I'm the type of person I, I, I talk to my elders. I, I, I try to ask the right questions. Um, since this was Black History Month, and I wanted to do something, you know, doing Black History Month in my own family, because oftentimes, you know, when you talk about Black History, we, 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 we they, they pull up the legends, you know, Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman mm-hmm. and all of those folks that, you know, we've been hearing about for 
since they gone to glory. But we, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of local uh, black history in our own families that oftentimes not, we we never get a chance to hear about that. So I've always been the type of person to talk to my elders and, and get different information from them because some of the things that I know and some of my family members would be saying, well, how did you know that? Well, I talked to them and I asked the right questions. So, yeah, I, I, I've uh, asked questions. I, I, I did some interviews with them. Uh, so whatever subject it is, uh, I, I would just go to them and, 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 and get, get the information. Well, that's good. That is really good. That was, uh, yeah, and I like what you were saying about the uh, whole family history. We always looking outside the family, but I don't take nothing from my journey right now, as the old folks say. You know what I've experienced. I've experienced, and I treasure them. And I don't, I don't always toot my own horn, but I could. There's some things I've done that's pretty outstanding. Uh, but it's good to do what you're doing, you know, go down your family tree and talk about some of the accomplishments. I'm, I'm reminded of last week when I think it was Emma Jill called in and we was talking about dancing in the family. And, and she talked about somebody else that was also dancing in the family. They had a little bit more success than we did. Of course, we weren't trying to be internationally known, but I think it was Alvin Al, Alley, the uh, dancers. And I, I ended up looking it up and very, very popular dance group. Very, very serious. And I asked my wife about it, and she even knew about them. So you never know what's in your family, right here in your local family. So that's good stuff. I just have to ask that. But while I'm that, while I'm asking, correct, you got anything? You haven't said anything in a while. Caress? Caress, are you there? Hopefully I don't have a line. Uh, let me make sure I got Caress line unmuted. I muted everybody earlier because of the noise. But uh, Caress, are you there? Okay, uh, I, I guess she stepped away. But go ahead, Cap. You're doing a good job. Okay. Don uh, Jr., hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'm sorry. Don, uh, did you have any questions, Don? No, I'm just enjoying listening to Kevin. Uh, okay, well y'all yeah. don't 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 keep the. Okay, that's great. Well, don't y'all don't keep the line so silent, okay? I don't want to do all the talking. Darlene, I think has to step away, so I, I think she'll be back. But uh, she had a phone call to take. But go ahead, Kevin. You're doing a good job. Okay, thank you. Um, and uh, I think you might have you you. you talked to uh, my other sister Ella 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 May. Uh she was uh, yeah. at his third oldest oh, grand. Um in fact that same school that my Uncle Paul and my 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 Aunt Dale they the school that they went to um and I had other other brothers and sisters that went to the school but these were the folks that had some 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 black history moments. Um, mm-hmm. So Ella, she was the the last to attend Haytown Central High School, and she graduated in 1969. The year integration began. Now, before there was no there was no integration in the school. It was all black, and uh, 
In fact, they called it the, the Haytai Negro School before the name was changed to Haytai Central High School. Now, they they did something to the school because Haytai, as the, the black school, they said, no, we don't want to integrate. We're going to stay black. You know, black and I'm proud. You know, they were proud of being black and, and, and keeping it. Uh, segregated that way So The state in 19, Between 1968 and 69 The state punished them Because they didn't want to change and integrate So They pulled all the, the money The funds from the school So now it's like wow Everybody's going to school But uh, My sister said that they would have to raise money And, and, and just to buy supplies to be able to use in school. Uh, they was getting hand-me-down books that was coming from the other schools. Uh, they There was a wrong revision. They wasn't getting the latest and greatest revision. And a lot of these books, pages was torn out. It was writing all through the books. But yet, they still had to read those books and study those books to do the best they could. So they, the state punished them for that. And, uh, wow, yeah, and, and that's 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 cold. <laughs> so that particular yeah, year, that they didn't even have a yeah, they didn't even have a yearbook that year, man. Everybody had a yearbook and senior pictures. They said no, they didn't. They didn't have it because there was no money. Yeah, they really yeah, nobody had. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, you said they integrated in 1969. I'm back. Okay, I had to get a phone call. Um. 1969. Yes. And the black schools yeah. was the one that was holding it up. They well, they was a lot of other schools in the in the general vicinity area and different counties. They had integration, but uh, Haytai Central School was the last to hold out. You know, they had been telling them about this uh, years prior. But they was like, no, no, we're not, no, you're not going to tell us what to do. We're going to stay black, and we're doing great. So, you know, some of the politicians got together and said, okay, we'll show them. Hey, just pull the funds from them. You know how it is. When you take away the money, then everything else starts to crumble. And that's what happened. The schools started to crumble. Uh, buildings started deteriorating. Uh, they wasn't getting supplies, and they had to you know, pool their monies together. And back then, you know, parents didn't have a lot of money. Correct, correct. So they just had to do what they had to do. But uh, they stayed strong and, 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 and got through this, man, just just from the strength of everybody working together. I, I so, think in my hometown, they integrated, listen to this, just the sixth grade, the 12th grade all the way in 1966, and you had a choice in the 6th grade whether or not if you wanted to go over, per se, the white schools. Right, right. So it was like six black students in the whole junior high in my hometown in 1966. Okay. Yeah, so they, 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 they held out a long time. You know, like I said, there was there were other there were other kids uh going to some of those schools but 
Central was like, no, we're not, we're going to stay black as long as we can. And uh, they did. Now, my my brothers, my older brothers and sisters, they all graduated through Central High School. But my sister Ella, she was the last one. Okay. Now, now my my brother Robert and myself, we were the first. We were the first. In 1969, started going to the, the white school. We were the first in the family to be integrated. So um, it was pretty challenging at first. It was. Because, you know, you know how it is when you, when you get over there and, and, and they're looking at you strange and why they're here and this, that, and the other, and we're looking at them strange, too, like we don't want to be here. So, um, we, I mean, we, 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 we stuck it out um, because, you know, like I said, we, was, we had a strong, structured family. And, uh, you know, we pretty much was raised in the church. And so all the, all our structure equipped us with deal with all types of people. Uh, so when we stopped looking at um, why we wasn't here or why we wasn't needed or why they didn't want us here, we started focusing on our own goals and not our fears. And like I said, our generation, when we went over there, we were very athletic because we played ball all the time, every day just about. So we went over there and we got into sports. Uh, we played basketball. We, uh, I got into music. Well, I was into music before I went over there, but I got into music over there, and we literally dominated in everything we did, man, the music, the sports. Um, and I remember I remember my, my sister, Ella, she told me this one day that, because uh, I, I didn't get really serious about school until I got into high school. Because, you know, I used to play around and stuff. You know how we do. We play around and chase the girls in the bathrooms. <laughs> so so she told me, she said, when you get in high school, you're going to have to get all your credits. You don't have all your credits. And you get in, in, in 12th grade and get ready to graduate. You're not going to graduate with your friends. They're going to be graduating. You're, not, you're going to be held behind. That's when the bug went off. I'm like, Wow. So I got all my credits. My last senior year, I didn't even have to go to school. I had, like, study hall and gym. That's it. But anyway, uh, we went over there and we, we dominated all the sports, man. And when we uh, stopped bringing, we used our sports, as our sports ability as our own leverage. Once we realized that, they realized that, man, we can probably learn something from these guys. We bought in championship banners and all kind of funds. Uh, we bought into the school. Then they later calmed down. So uh, I guess our generation. Uh, well, after, you, after, after you start bringing in stuff, they they calmed it down. They calmed down, huh? They calmed way down, man. They were like, "Oh man, these are our brothers. These are our brothers." You know how that is. <laughs> so, right, right, right. After, after they saw a way to exploit you or to or not explore yeah. per se, but just to be benefit from you. Yeah, but that's yeah. very interesting history. That's very interesting his history, Calvin. Yeah, very interesting history. Well, listen, let me do this because I want to try to get uh, Mr. Donald Shaw in. I think we lost Caress. 
Uh, and, you know, when you lose, you lose your opportunity. You can't call, come back. So I don't know what happened with her line or whatever. Kind of a, a odd night for phone calls and lines. I mean, phone lines tonight. But Don Jr., Don Jr., uh, did you have anything um, to present uh, black history, sir? Kevin, I really enjoyed that. Uh, like I said, uh, I remember last week it was a lot to swallow, and this week you went a lot slower, but it still was a lot to swallow. So it sounds like Addie's side of the family has really made a mark in this United States, to be very honest with you. Especially in Yeah, that's right. I, I, was, I, was, I was just, I was done anyway, so I just wanted to say this, that, you know, we all must remember and, 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 and keep reminding that just uh, a sacrifice of a few people to change history for all of us. Uh, Amen. I've enjoyed Amen. Kevin. But I didn't want to dominate time. You know, I do have something I can share. But I would just assume I'll allow Darlene if she had something that she wanted to share. So, that, you know, she'd be able to put some time in too. You're not dominating uh, at all. You know, I had mentioned to Darlene that you said that you had something. uh wasn't lengthy, but you had something. So we just kind of allocated our time around, you know, uh, you and Calvin. So uh, it's not a problem, Don, at all. And you did a good job with A. Robbie early. It's not a problem. If you uh, want to go ahead, and it, it's not a matter of dominating at all. But I will say this while you're uh, while you're getting that together, and that is this. I enjoy. I like what Kevin said at the very beginning. He talked about national history, some of the bigger names like Martin Luther King Jr., Harriet Tubman, and all these people. You know, and sometimes Kevin and and and, and Darlene and uh, Don, what we forget is there is no big and little. You know, when those black people in those backwoods was hanging, I remember this one movie where this gentleman was on the back of a donkey uh, or it might have been a horse or whatever, and they was about to hang him. And uh, never will forget what he said. He started quoting history. He said, when you found us, we was a free people. When you found us, we was independent. When you found us, we didn't need your help. When you found us, you brought you brought us from a. He was just talking about the history of his people. Then he ended his little uh, uh, rant with, "When you hang me, kiss my so and so." And I'll never forget that. We got a lot of people that have done it in those backwoods of Tennessee and Mississippi, and they don't get no play. Black history. And I really don't, I told my kids a long time ago, I really don't like to hear about Martin Luther King Jr. during February. People say, oh, you, oh my goodness, oh, that's horrible. Because we always hear about Martin Luther King. We always hear about Harry Tubman. And it's an insult to 40 million people to name three or four or five or even 20, really even to name 200 people is an insult to 40 million people. You got 200 heroes. That's an insult. When whites have thousands, and they're the Johnny come lately, our history, our history is from Adam to now, to this blog. We are the people of the earth. We talk about it like white men created this planet 
and we come along with a magnifying glass, digging up on the rocks to see what we did. I hate the I hate this whole concept of February Black History. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I'm doing it because you know everybody's more open to it. So I'll play the game and say black history, black history. But I don't believe in no one month a year for no black history. First of all, I don't even believe we black. I don't believe God ever called us black. No one in the Bible does it call us black. We are people of the earth. We made from the dust of the earth. And God never separated people based upon color. He separated people based upon region. I guess this is my little turn here. But uh, I hate this whole February concept. Now, I, I understand what they tried to do. They had to battle for a month. Because they wasn't getting no time. So they had to battle for a month and take the crumbs at the master's feet. And the master said, you can have one month. So, yes, we'll take it, master. However, we need to know the true history. They're the ones that need a month. Because all, most, all, I'm going to say all, yes, all of so-called white people history has its roots in so-called dark people history. So it's kind of an insult to our kids, to our adults, to our seniors to be hollering about black history as though, again, if there's a real history out there, then there's something called black history. I hate that whole concept. I love what Calvin was saying, you know, about our families because we're creating family every day. Calvin, his mom may not have never got TV cameras on her when she was standing up to whites, when she was threatening all for the sake of her family. You know, black women have been standing up for us ever since the beginning of time. So, I mean, we may never see Dorothy Spann on history books. We may never see uh, a, a Robbie Slaughter on history books. We may never see Irene's rhymes on history books, but we've got to have enough sense to know and cherish that history right along with Martin Luther King signing him and the president, I mean, the president signing the, uh, you know, whatever documents they signed for black people to be, you know, civil rights bill or whatever. we gotta, we got to cherish that just as much as Harriet Tubman and what she did in the Underground Railroad. we got to cherish everything we go through because none of our pain, none of our triumphs, none of our victories is any smaller. We need these little small victories on the backwoods of Tennessee, we needed that man telling those those, those the Klan members, "When you hang me, kiss my song." We need the boldness of all those that, that we need all those martyrs that just say, "You know what? I'd rather take a bullet than to live like this." We need all those slaves that jumped off those boats and say, "You know what? Before I go to America and be slaves, I ride in the middle of this ocean." All that was needed to bring us to where we are today. I just believe that you got to have some warriors. You know, look at Israel. And uh, well, this is all black history, folks. You can't get no black in the children of Israel. Uh, look at Israel. Look how many war, wars they had to fight. Somebody had to be a Saul or David and slay the Goliath of that of their generation. S.U. We would not probably we won't have the rest of the Bible. Somebody had to get past Goliath. Somebody had to shed some blood, cut somebody's head off, stand on top of their body, cut their head off, and take that that head in the in their hands throughout the village and letting them see what their God did. Somebody had to do it. So I'm saying we need all of these testimonies, all of these stories, all these victories, be it small or large, you know. You know, we need every single one of them, you know. And so I just encourage family members that have these small victories. You think it's insignificant. You might have went there and talked to your school teacher, your child's school teacher, and, and stood up to them, and they backed down and treat your child right. And you probably would never ever be on TV for that. 
But that's black history right there. And you might not want to come on this line and share because you might think it's too little. I mean, all of us are thinking of stuff right now that we have done that was really something to us. But we ain't going to come on this phone line because we think everybody's going to say, oh, that ain't nothing. But it truly is. And congratulations to you, family member, for standing up to the powers that be, uh, standing up for justice, however way it came, standing up for, for those that were evil, standing up and, and standing on God's principles and defending uh, what I believe is right. So I just want to say that I just had to say that Calvin uh, said a mouthful. He may not even realize what he said, but the, the, our history is history. It ain't no they they history is you know real history, and what we are, what we are just ex- having experiences. No, these experiences serious. Some of these some of our experiences, fam, that we're having. Uh, in the in our personal lives, some of us nearly died. Some of us come real close to death and standing up for what is right. So, uh, again, to me, you can't get no more history than that. Uh, let me do this. I'm going to do something a little different. Uh, Darling, um, did you have anything that will come to Don uh, last? Because I know he was uh, he had something. I'm going to give him plenty of time to get his, his uh, uh, um Presentation. He said a short presentation together. So, darling, did you have anything? Did we lose darling again? Are we lost her again? And Don, I don't know what's going on, Kevin. I guess it's just meant for you and I just to just uh, hit this thing out. But listen, um, yeah. Uh, and you know, you know, you know what? Uh, um, I don't know what happened, but I don't expect them to try to call me back if they do. Great. But family, listen, I, I enjoyed this show. I really did. Uh, from uh, Robbie's comment, uh, moving words, encouragement she had for the family. To uh, and Robbie, uh, the interview started a little slow, but they did pick up. And Robbie uh, got into some serious history, as she always do. She didn't even tell a quarter of what she have experienced and what she know. Again, she know all of the the patriots of Dugan. Mm-hmm. She she know uh, MB Dugan. Uh, she have a lot of history there. She knows uh, all kind of things about uh, just everybody. You know, your mom, Kevin, Dorothy. Uh, she know uh, a lot about Addie. Uh, Ain't Robbie remember uh, uh, her father, and, and I'm sure she'd have something to say about uh, even Ed Douglas. So, Ain't Robbie's one of those people we gotta bring back, and we gotta we gotta just pick up mind, pick a brain because she is an older lady, but she's bright and she remembers a lot. Kind of remind me of like Emma Jewell was saying how she used to ask a lot of questions when she was little. Well, Ain't Robbie mm-hmm. must have been one of those inquisitive kids as well because she have a lot. To bring to the table Well listen I'm not going to push it any further uh, We lost Darlene We lost Don I don't know what's happening uh, Kind of had a challenging night for the phones tonight But Kevin make no qualms about it man. I thought you did a very good job Bringing uh, uh, A lot of uh, insight into The world of the Addy Side of the family It sounds like you come up with some strong uh, Strong people On, on that side of the family and I know and told a half, like, you know, uh, like the young lady that applied for the voice. That's something. I mean, you know, that's something. Oh, yeah. You Absolutely. never mentioned it. Absolutely. You never mentioned it. You, and it's a lot you're not mentioning that's just as good. Excuse me for that little noise, y'all. There's a lot you're not mentioning, I'm sure, that uh, you could just go on and on and on and on. And, and like, likewise, uh, on the uh, on the as side, you know, we 
I try not to family real quick. I try not to toot our my horn on the added side as a host. I think as a host, my goal is to be very neutral. Act as though I'm not even related. That's that's how I like to do it. That's how professionals do it. You act as though you're not it's like a commentator on the sports game. You act like you're not for the Cowboys or the Redskins. You you call the game neutral. And that's what I call myself doing. Uh, but I know a lot of history on the Azalee side. You know, uh, y'all seen Chris Booker, but Donna has done some things. Uh, Morris has done some things. Uh, Tanya and Joel, you know, are doing some things. It's all, all of our family members are, I'm not going to say all, but I'm going to say a lot of them have done some very uh, things that's pretty interesting. Uh, I'm sure I'm getting trolled by missing some names, but just everybody. Every single one of Azalee's children at some point or another have done something important, not to mention, I didn't even mention it, Verna May. Verna May is it's all up in the thick of things, you know, um, you know, uh, from having a day proclaimed after her by um, just just all kind of stuff. So one day we'll, we'll come, we'll have Verna May on and she'll tell the whole story or tell more of the story. And, and we have Ella back on, she'll tell more of Addie's. Because I'm sure Ella would probably do a completely different job, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Michelle, Nikki, I, I, you, we haven't had her on in a while. Nikki, we haven't had her on in a while. I'm sure she'll come on and just tell a completely different story, a completely different list of achievements. That's how big the added side of the family is, and I know y'all can do it. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, it, it, it's just that, um, you know, we... I know the the radio station has a certain segment of time in there, and there's a lot of people out there in the family too. And I'm sure they got a lot of stuff to offer and share. And um, but when you pick a certain subject, and 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 whatever the subject matter is, I think everybody could have something to contribute to that particular subject. Right. You can just almost pull something out of a hat. I'm pretty sure. We yeah, got family yeah, we can, can we can say we can, we can say athletes, and there's all kind of yep. athletes that maybe didn't go pro, but maybe didn't go pro like Michael Jordan say the the best athletes he ever seen in his life was not an NBA, and everybody was shocked. They said, "What you say, Michael?" He said, "The best yeah, athletes yeah. I've ever seen is not an NBA." He said, "A lot of them are dead. A lot of them was on drugs. A lot of them have broken dreams. Maybe they got hurt right before they got drafted." He says, "I'm not the best." He said, "I'm just the best that y'all know of and that we know of right now." You know, some to that effect. And I just believe that there's all kind of stories. If we start talking about athletes in the family, we could do a whole show on that. We start start talking about uh, people that have broke racial barriers and stood up to the powers that be who have sued and challenged and stood on their own, you know, it's all kind. Like you say, it's just, it's just, that's what black people do. It don't matter what your name is. That's just what we do. We're put under this pressure, and many of us fall under it, but some of us conquer it. And that's, that's what make, that's what make, that's what make these histories. So I'm just glad, man, that you are the type of uh, cousin and, and brother to come on and share and not be ashamed and contribute the way you have. And uh, I think uh, uh, the Addis side of family is, is, is blessed to have you in the family. I'm serious. And I wish Caress them and could be on and, and kind of – I know they would have something to say about them, darling. I know they would because Darlene and I talk a lot. And I, she, we already talk about you. So, you know, from the beginning of the – 
like the first show. So you want them people that's always positive, upbeat. I was glad to have uh, Miss Rosetta on uh, last week, the other week, and uh, just thank the I thank the Father for you, man. I thank the Father for this family and this blog. And uh, I thought we did, had a lot of high points tonight. We have some challenges with some technicalities, but we'll get that straightened out. We're going to get this straightened out. Here. We're going to uh, let everybody know how to call the lines and how to mute your phones, and we're going to get this straightened out to where we can have some clear um, lines. But I thought we did okay, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, uh, what you know, when you mentioned about the – I'm just – just blessed and, and, and glad to be a part of this family and because uh, when I was like maybe eight, nine, I used to ask my mother, you know, about the other side of the family and, and, and was inquiring that at that age about meeting some of the other parts of the family. But she was like, well, you know, we don't have no money to be, be traveling and, and, and going to Texas and this, that, and the other. And my mother, she was, she was born in Caldwell, Texas. And, um, uh, so she used to tell me all the different stories because I was always one of those inquisitive kids that asked a lot of questions um, about the other side of the family. And I used to tell her, I said, well, then, listen, when I get grown, I'm going to make sure that I get a chance to meet the, the other part of the family. And hey, Now, hold on, uh, hold on. I don't know if I did. Oh, Lord. Uh, Erica 210, I don't know if the question, if the hand just went up. Other hand been up, but I just happened to look at this board. That's what happened. You got a lot of calls. Eric code two one zero six five three. I'm sorry. Go ahead with your question or comment. Well, hello, sir. This is Emma Johnson again. Emma Douglas Johnson. How are you today? Well, well hello, Miss Emma. How long your hand been up? Not too long. I just been listening. I, I just been listening, and then I decided I'd put my hand up just for a few minutes. <laughs> Okay, well, great, 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 great. Say hello to Calvin. Well, hello, Calvin. How are you? Hey, beautiful lady. Uh, <laughs> good hearing you. Good hearing everyone. And my prayers go out to everyone standing in the need of prayer. And I want everyone to know that God did not bring us this far to leave you. And, yes, um, yes. And I also want to mention again, I heard you mention about Alvin Ailey, who I spoke of, was my first cousin, my mother's sister's son. And I yes. heard you mention that you had looked him up and found some information about him. And yes. a great dance group that he had. I also want to mention, again, another fact about Alvin Ailey that I failed to mention last time. Alvin Ailey was born in Rogers, Texas. You familiar with Rogers, Texas? It's yes, right outside of Temple, Texas. It's right outside of yes. Temper, Texas, about 25, 30 miles from Temper, Texas. And uh, because he was so famous, they renamed the street there after him, Alvin Ailey oh. Avenue. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. So in Rogers, Texas, our cousin has a street named after him, Alvin Ailey Avenue. And a uh, uh, big ceremony was held there, had pictures of it. His mom and everything was held there for him. So our cousin has a street, Allen Ada Avenue in Rogers, Texas. And, Emma, and Emma, he Emma, is black. Amen, amen. And if I can interrupt you, you did say that, uh, you said last week, Emma, that uh, he was Isabella, uh, Isabel's sister's son, correct? Did I get that right? 
No, he he is my mother. All right, it is Buddy Douglas, my my father, and my mother is Inez Cliff Douglas that married oh. Inez Buddy Douglas. Okay. I see. I see. I see. And, uh huh. And Al, Alvin, Alvin Ailey is my mother, Lula Cliff, son. So my mother I, and Alvin Ailey's mother are sisters. Okay. I see. So when y'all mm-hmm. were coming up, did y'all ever, did y'all ever spend any time together? Oh yes, well he's much older now. Oh yes, with my sisters, older sisters and brothers. Uh, my mother used to keep him as a little boy when his mother went to work. Yes. Oh. Okay. And I, we, uh, we have a book. There's a book on him. I have right here at my house. Also a book that has been published about his life. And oh yes, she used to keep him, and he's had many many uh, dance. Groups come to San Antonio. The last time he came to San Antonio, I hosted he and a big party in our home form. Prior to oh, their right. show that they performed here in San Antonio, Texas. Well, you know, I think that's great that you came on the line and shared that. And uh, like I say, purpose of having this Black History Emma and uh, Calvin is just to encourage family to to know that it ain't just other people doing things, you know, because some of my people just believe this lie that all we can do is ain't nothing wrong with sports and entertainment, okay? But some people believe that's all black folk can do, and that's not true. All everything comes from us, really, really. If you want to just get technical, yeah. So it all started with us. It all started with dark skinned people. No matter what sport, I was, I did this something on on the internet. It's on YouTube. It's called Hidden Colors. It's a documentary that's, it's not just on YouTube, you can buy the documentary. And uh, one of the things they do, they go deep into history like you've never seen. I've never seen nobody go into history, uh, Emma, the way Hidden Colors do. And this documentary, what it, what it talked about was hundreds of things we discovered. But one thing it mentioned that really I thought was funny is it's karate. And you would never think in a billion years that black people... Africans got anything to do with karate. And they was talking about how this one man used to travel back and forth from China. He was a black man because, you know, the early Chinese was dark-skinned. A lot of people don't know that. So mm-hmm. he would study He would study how animals fight. That's where karate come from. This gentleman used to study how animals would war with each other. And it, it, it's very interesting history, and it's really documented. What's crazy is when you go start to try to back it up and get proof on it, there's more there than you can ever imagine. It's like, why didn't they teach us this in history? Why didn't they teach us this in school? So I'm glad you came on and shared that history. And I hope you and Calvin keep doing that, just keep just telling it what the family is doing along with what, you know, what's happening in our world. Hey, Seth. Yes. Yeah, I got a yes. question. Uh, well, it's not really a question, but for Emma Jewel, uh, yes. I've, I've attended uh, several of uh, Alan Ailey's uh, dance productions over the years, and uh, one of one of my uh, best friend's daughter, she went to New York and she studied, and uh, she uh, now she has she has her own studio now. Wonderful. 
Yep. Wonderful. And, uh, she has a lot of ladies that she that she have uh, produced, and yes. they got productions and, and theater. And but she started on the on the Alan Ailey's too. That, that's I, wonderful. I, wow. I enjoyed yes. it. It's 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 something to see. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the Jasmine guy who plays on who played on the Bill Cosby show. If you remember Jasmine oh, yeah. guy. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Well, oh, well, yeah. she was she was one of Alvin's students. She da- yep, she danced at Alvin Ailey's dance. Uh huh. Right. And 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 wow. I would just tell this story. I'm gonna tell this story. Alvin Ailey's mother uh, wanted me to move to. They went to Los Angeles and join Alvin Ailey's group and learn to be a dancer with his group. But my parents wouldn't let me, and I didn't want. I could have been part of that group. She begged them and begged them to let her come out here and be with the Alvin Ailey group. But I, I chose not to go. But so, <laughs> but uh, anyway. And, and another, was, I wanted to that say. That was a good choice. Should, the father wants to use you in another way. Yeah, you know. And uh, and I just want to tell a little funny story since we're talking black history and how some people stood up to, stood up for their rights. And uh, and I, my mother was very fair, very fair. And uh, I, I was brown-skinned, like that, but she was very fair. And people, a lot of people didn't know her, thought she was Anglo. So she could go into the white restaurants and all of that around our little town. They thought she was Anglo. She'd go in, sit, eat at the counters with them. And then one time I decided I was going to go in there, and they wouldn't let me stay. <laughs> but it, but it, was, it was it it was funny. She told me she said uh, she had gone into a new one there in one of the neighbor towns, and I said you did. She said yeah, I tried a new one today. So two girlfriends and I decided that we would go up there. I was about fifteen, and. Uh, so the manager met us at the door as we walked up in, in there. He met us halfway as we were going to take a seat. And he said, uh, what do you girls need? And I said, we want to order hamburger, and we're taking a seat. And so he said, uh, well, if you want it, you're going to have to wait outside, go to the window outside and order. I looked at him, I told you, I told him, I said, if that's the case, you just keep your hamburger. And we walked out. <laughs> So you told him off a little bit. That was good. Yeah. So 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 we were trying to fight for our rights too, even back then too, as teenagers. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought I'd that tell that funny story. <laughs> that's what that's what I would have told him. That's what I would. You, you sound like me. I would have. I would have said something. I, man, I don't know if I could have lived back then. I think I'd have died real quick because I don't. I don't tolerate it at all. Don't play. Don't play up. Don't play with white supremacy. Well, listen, I, family, I just I appreciate Emma always when you call. Always, always, I love to see that two one zero light up every time. Um, tell your husband I said hello, and I think okay. we'll try to wrap this. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry, area code seven six zero, wherever you are. I just saw a hand go up. Area code well, may, may have been up. Area code seven six zero nine eight four. Go ahead with your question and comment. Uh, hello, Seth. Um, this is Regina Lynn Douglas Wade. How are you doing? Calling from La Quinta, hey. California. 
How you doing, Miss Lynn? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I just wanted to to call in since um, I heard my Aunt Jewel. Hi, Aunt Jewel. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you, Lynn? My name. Oh, I'm, I'm 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 doing good. She was you know talking about our cousin Alvin Ailey, and I just wanted to say that when I graduated from college, my dad my dad who is um, Norman Bubba um, Jack. Douglas and you know his dad and his Douglas, Bubba, yeah, Bubba Jack. I'm Bubba Jack's daughter. When he called my aunt Lula, who lived in L.A. at the time, and said, you know, um, Lynn is coming to L.A. and can she stay with you? And she said that is no problem at all. And I moved in with her and my uncle Fred in L.A. <clears throat> and it was at that time that I really got introduced to the Alvin Ailey dance. Um, uh, theater, and they would come to L.A. to perform, and I would go with her and my Uncle Fred to see the performances, and they were really uh, something to see and something to behold, and it was always amazing, you know, it was so amazing to me that I would talk to people, and they would know about the dance company, and they couldn't believe that I was related to Alvin Ailey, and when they dedicated that street and Rogers, I went with my Aunt Lula to Rogers for that dedication. So I, I remember that, that day very, very, very well. So I just wanted to just, you know, um, pass that information on. You know, anytime they come, the dancers come to L.A., we try to go see the performances. And I encourage, you know, other people in the family, if they get a chance to see the performance, the dance performance, the Alvin Ailey dancers, if they get a chance to see them in their city or somewhere close by, that they, you know, try to try to go to the performance. It, it, they're really, really, really excellent, and they are world renowned and known all over all over the the world. So yeah, that's, I yeah. Just my, to say my, that. I was telling my wife about it, and she was looked at me like like it was really something. So, but I'm glad to know that. I'm glad to know that, and, and just like Calvin was saying, we're just making history every day, folks. Every day, yes. we're making history. <laughs> yes, that's true. We do well, Lynn. You tell your husband hello. I will. Yes, tell him I said hello. Uh, enjoyed y'all in Texas not too long ago. Uh, we we enjoyed you. We, en- we enjoyed you guys also, and we enjoy listening every Tuesday, and we'll continue to. Um, to listen and keep the whole family uh, in in prayer. Well, amen to that. Amen to that. What y'all think of a uh, real quick in in about twenty seconds? I want to wrap this show up really early. Uh, what do y'all think of in Robbie's interview? What do y'all think of that? Went pretty good, huh? Everything, <laughs> everything's just wonderful. I always enjoy it and look forward to always listening. I always learn something new each time I listen. Keep up the good work. Yeah, we're trying, we're trying. I thought it started out a little slow, but it did pick up. And Robbie, I always have a lot to say. You know, living the 82 years, you're going to have a whole lot. You're just going to have a whole lot about You're going to have a little something about everything, you know. So I love to see what's going to happen with you, Emma Jewel, with you being, like you call yourself, the nosy little kid. What happens <laughs> when you live to be 82? What you going to be uh, like at 82? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, just just like my cousin Robbie. <laughs> oh, I must still be going just like I am today. <laughs> I never yes, give yes, up. Yes, yes, yes. yes. 
Well, uh, hey, we're gonna, uh, we're, uh, hey, Seth, Seth, we're going to ask you yes. that question. <laughs> you know what? I might be, I uh, probably shouldn't say this because I've been taught you don't say this, but I don't really see myself living there long. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but I, I just don't. I just, I just don't. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe that's very negative to say, but I'm the type of person, folks, I'm kind of like Apostle Paul. I can live or I can die. I, I, I see value. And I wasn't playing with Robbie early when I made those comments. There is glory in living. There is glory in dying. And, you know, it depends on what the world does. I might not I might not want to be here. I'm just being crystal clear honest. I might not want to be here. I'm just one of those persons I have a cause, and I just feel like the way I live my life and the way I stand up for causes and the kind of stuff I endure, I just don't know if, if, if I'll be around that long. But if I do, I'm going to continue serving the Father and serving family as best I can. But uh, I don't think too much about me at 80 walking around old. I just don't. I see other family members, but I don't see myself. So that may shock y'all, but I promise. But if the Lord allow it, hey, we'll be kicking it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure you don't hear that. I'm sure you don't hear that answer all the time. Everybody's holding on to life and folks scared to die. But I'm like Martin Luther King Jr. If you can't find something to die for, I'm not talking about suicide stuff. I'm talking about something to really pay the cost. And, 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 and uh, you know, the way I live my life and the way as rebel as I am, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. We just, we'll just have to see what the world does. Like I say, I may be one of those people like some of the patriots in the Bible that say, you know what, it's been nice. And I won't do nothing crazy, just do like Jacob did, put his feet up in the bed and give up the ghost. That's after the Lord is done with me. So I don't know how long I'm going to be on this earth. I try not to, I try not, let me say something, I try not to love the world so much that I, I dread dying. I try to do, it may be a cause for me to die. And when that cause happens, hey, I've got to take off this earth like I'm like a garment. We're supposed to live like that, you know. So hopefully I went too super spiritual with that, but I'll tell you, I'm, I'm telling the truth to so help me, God. I just don't see myself living that long. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we hope you Y'all live to be 100 years old or more. <laughs> 120? Well, yeah. yeah. They're not, they're not, the, the longest we was promised is 120. That is the truth. We was promised 120. And that's the Bible, uh, Emma. So you, you're really in line with the scriptures there. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, listen. Well, I enjoyed y'all as usual, uh, as usual. Lynn, you, you and, and, and Bubba Jack, I, I love seeing the 805 pump on the, on the little dash thing. I love it. And uh, I just y'all. The, one thing I can say this, and I'm sure Kevin understands is even though you're on the Addy side and I'm on the uh, Azalee side, it's not a competition thing. But the Ennis Buddy side has been very supportive of this show. I don't know if it's because Bubba Jack being the first show. But it is so nice to always see when I log on, I see two phone numbers, Darlene, myself, Bubba Jack. Darlene, myself, Bubba Jack. And I have to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I really have to give credit where credit is due on that. And I'm hoping that one day, and I know it's going to happen, we'll see the same with every single other side of the family because we all are very special. And I I long to see the day the sunny boy and 
and uh, his uh, and more of the docious side because I know them some loving people. I met them, and they're very good people. And I'm just when this show when we get on all cylinders and all of the families are contributing, I'll be a happy camper. I will be a happy camper family. I'm telling you. Yeah, you and me both. So, so anyway, I'm gonna. Uh, Lynn, are you there? It says she dropped off, so I guess Lynn probably. You gotta be careful because if you accidentally hang up, so I dag. I want to tell her bye, but I'm sure I'll probably text her or something. But anyway, family, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up the show. If y'all don't have any last words, uh, well, Emma, I'll let you go um, first. You got any last words? Emma, you got any last words? We'll let you go first, and we'll let then Calvin. Oh, well, I, I just say again that I, I truly enjoy the show, and uh, I like to participate. And uh, I don't always speak because other people need to have the chance to do that. But I always listen, and I appreciate you having a show of this nature and so happy that you're part of my family. Well, thank you, and I really appreciate that. Those very kind words. I'll never forget that. Seriously. Mr. Calvin, you're, you're yeah. Um, even though you was you were saying how you wasn't gonna be around, but since you, you you put that out there in the atmosphere, you might be here 120 years now since you said that. Well, right. that's true, man. Yeah, it don't mean I don't. I see myself dying. I just don't. I visualize old man. I don't see that. Well, you know, our, our true calling should be to find the purpose of our true calling and be about the work of doing that. And there's nothing to prove in life, as you know. Just enjoy it. Life is electric. And you have to make adjustments. The most answers sleep in the questions. So you be here with me, partner. <laughs> well, you, I mean, I live the whole family. You never know, but I'm just, yeah, I, I didn't want to lie to you because your cousin. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, gonna lie regardless. But I honestly don't see myself with the old oldness. I see myself getting older. Now, just because I can't see it, Kevin, don't mean it don't exist. I just said right. I don't see it. I didn't say I ain't gonna live to be old. I didn't say that. But I do know one thing. I plan on being a rebel. I plan on. Fulfilling God's kingdom And when you stand for God And you speak against wickedness Unless God protects you You know I'm going to live that long All of the greats did Very few great people that shook up our world Very few people that shook up our world Lived to be C80 Just think about it Gandhi probably was the oldest one You're right You are absolutely right Now I'm not trying to go because of that I'm not saying that I'm just saying I just see myself now. I focus on the now, and maybe I should think about older life. Maybe I'll act different and eat different. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, listen, good. listen. Well, listen, Calvin. I'm gonna go ahead and, and play my play a song. Family, I always tell you, I always try to put a lot into the first and the last song. So, I want y'all to check out this the meaning of this last song, Calvin. Any other last words? And I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this show up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right quick, and and uh, it's it's dealing with relationships, and there are times in relationships we need to change by downsizing our expectations of each other, and upgrading our appreciation for each other. 
good night, family. Say, say that one again. No, you ain't going to run on that one. That was pretty profound, cousin. Say that again real, real slow. There are times in a relationship we need to change by downsizing our expectations of each other and upgrade our appreciation for each other. And that's, and that's wow. dealing with family as well. Wow. Wow. That was good. Did you create that or you read that somewhere? That's me, man. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, That's pretty good, cousin. You sound like you know, a philosopher when someone, or something. When, when, when times early in the morning when, when God gives you these gifts, man, they just come from heaven and and, and I, I get up with a paper and pen and I write down these things. They just kind of come to me, man. I'm like, wow, this stuff is... Because I also, I, I started writing a book a few years ago. I haven't finished it, but uh, uh, it, it, it's it's awesome. What's the name of it, may I ask? Well, it's, uh, I hate to put it out there right now because I haven't really got it in print, right? But uh, it is the the many cries of men. Subtitle that women need to hear about. There are many cries many that men do. The many cries of men that our women wow. need to hear. Wow. Wow. You're a deep brother. Now, I can see you writing a book like that. You're a deep brother. Yep. yep. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show, Calvin. And, again, I just thank everybody for uh, just stopping by and contributing. Um, I really do. Uh, everybody that contributed. And I know that Caress is kicking us up that she had to go. And, and I know Darlene is. But uh, um, we're here from next week, folks. And next week, uh, all the week after, just uh, before I put you on, I might as well tell you this, Calvin. Next week, we're going to try to honor um, uh, our cousin the past. We're going to try to honor Ernestine with the whole show. It'll be, it'll be next week or the week after. So everybody tune in, those of the Dugan side. I know you don't want to miss it. So, Kevin, anyway, thank you for hanging out with me, okay? Okay. All right. Love you, guys. Hang up, Love sir. you, family. Love you, too, brother. Love you, too. And don't you hang up, Kevin. I got something for you, okay? Okay. All right. Well, that's Kevin Spann uh, on the on the line on the show tonight. Gave a, a very good representation of uh, uh, of Dorothy and, and his and his, his mother and the whole Addie side of the family. It just you got it's good to have somebody in your family that care enough to just do what he did and and putting together that nice presentation. So. We're going to do that on the other sides as well coming, so just stay tuned. Anyway, folks, good night. Love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. This song will really make you think. Check this out.
knowledge. 